This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. So we're all going to go to school right here for a couple of minutes. Here comes the man. Showtime! <laughs> I guess that's my cue! DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Debbie, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all and annual memberships are free that's right we've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free just go to dynastyfootballfactory.com shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo sign up for your DraftKings account deposit just twenty dollars and you'll receive a free ten dollar bonus and free factory sports annual membership eligibility and restrictions apply see website for details so act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and we are the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com, and we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And before I bring in my co-host, and uh, we all know him and we all love him, I just want to make sure that I remind you guys that we are, I believe, on 79 straight Wednesdays in a row with a podcast. Hey, I'm on vacation. Jerry's at school. It doesn't matter. We're here each and every Wednesday for you, getting you ready for the regular season, getting you ready for your rookie drafts, free agency, the whole nine yards. So uh, just want to make sure that's why I always say happy Wednesday, because it's always Wednesday when we release this show. But enough about that. Let me bring in my co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's going on tonight, man? Nothing, man. I am watching the college football playoff getting released right now. They just had the Buckeyes at number one. Lots of uh, future Debbie talks between the top couple of teams we got. Um, There was an election today, and truth be told, Randy, there was only one person running for mayor in my town, so I wrote myself in. So at least one vote for mayor in Milan, Michigan, goes to the man of the hour, the man with the power. Well, it, had we put it together a formal campaign, I bet you we could have doubled that. <laughs> My wife didn't even vote for me. Well, I don't blame her. <laughs> I mean, so, but but anyway, we're we're, we're uh, enough about the election. Uh, two two things we'll not talk much of here on the uh, on the old war zone. Unless pop- I win, if uh, I become mayor, then we're talking about it next week. I need a cush city job. <laughs> Uh, d- driving a truck. Um, and before we get into tonight's topic, tonight's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about week 10, little news. We want to talk contender buys. Right now is the chance for you to improve your roster uh, without blowing up your future. So we're going to hit about six guys that Jerry and I, we've got some contenders out there. We've got some contenders that we own together. And so we're, we're going to run through a handful of those guys. And if you were a Patreon, you would have been ahead of some of the news like uh, some quarterbacks to buy. I recommended on the Patreon this past weekend that you go out and buy a Kyle Allen. Uh, I didn't think Cam Newton was ever going to play another down this year 
or ever for the Carolina Panthers. I think now prices have went up. Prices have probably doubled in the last few hours. Um, but that's the kind of stuff we do on the Dynasty Warzone Patreon edition. If that interests you at all, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and uh, check that out. We had a free episode a couple of weeks ago. I was a little jet lagged and slappy, a little agitated, a little fired up. Uh, and and, and my, my last two things is one, I want to make sure to call out our social media at uh, Dynasty Warzone on both IG and Twitter. Uh, definitely active on the Twitter more so than the Instagram, although I'm more the Instagram guy. And here's the last thing. I mentioned all those Wednesdays in a row. If Jerry and I have entertained you, if Jerry and I have helped you uh, be a better dynasty owner or helped you win, all we ask in return is head over to iTunes. Again, I hate to always say iTunes, but it's the reason. And, and I'm doing my research. It's the number one thing to help Jerry and I grow the Dynasty Warzone. We want to reach more people. We're coming off a record-setting October, so thank you for all the downloads. But we got work to do, Jerry. We're not going to be number one in this space without growing this thing forward. There's a lot of big uh, big podcasts ahead of us. But, uh, Jerry, do you know how you chop down, a, chop down a big old tree? Is that one chop at a time? One swing of the axe at a time, kid. So listen, uh, before we get into the news and the week that was... We need to hit a quick word from our friends over at Trophy Smack. Let's check that out. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. All right, thanks again to our friends over at Trophy Smack. Remember, we're only going into week 10, plenty of time to head over to trophysmack.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You can just click the, uh, the show detail sheet on your podcast listening platform and it's a it's a link right there uh check them out man we, we we've gotten some great feedback people are really digging their trophy smack trophies all right jerry a little bit of news um i i kind of foreshadowed this earlier cam newton going to ir with his liz frank injury and in the show doc i wrote viva la kyle allen um i i, I don't Let's, let's be honest. The kid's never going to be confused for Andrew Luck. He's never going to be confused for Deshaun Watson. But you know what? He's been an okay QB2 for fantasy football. Yeah, d- did he throw a couple of bad interceptions in the game against San Francisco? Hey, I got news for you. San Francisco has made a lot of guys look bad this year. I think the only guy that's really had a good game against them thus far has been Kyler Murray. So I'm out buying Kyle uh, Allen where I can. I actually recommended this what was it Saturday, Jerry, on, on the Patreon? I, I, I listed five quarterbacks that I'm buying in Superflex. I'll just let you know Kyle Allen was one of those. And some of the reasons why is, A, he's performing well. That team is currently 5-3 and three and in the mix 
for a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to be drafting high enough to be able to draft what would be considered a a, a quarterback of uh, prominence in this draft. I think the top three or four guys are going to go early. Currently, if the draft were to start today, the 2020 rookie draft, they would be drafting 19th, and you're not going to get a quarterback at 19. So for those reasons, I love Kyle Allen, um, and I do think Cam Newton is done in Carolina. He's got a $2 million dead cap number uh, on a $21 million salary. So they save $19 bucks off their salary cap. I'm telling you, Cam's as good as gone. Uh, new ownership group there. This ownership group was not tied to Cam and the Super Bowl MVP season where he went off. Um, I will just say that I'm not necessarily happy about it. I don't own any Cam out there, but if you own Cam, Jerry, you got to hold, right? Not going to get anything. I mean, maybe you you're, a, you're, I'll tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get lowballed, is what you're going to get. Yeah. And to your point on acquiring Kyle Allen, I think. Because he doesn't have that dry, that high draft capital, excuse me, he doesn't make a ton of money. You know, he wasn't one of the sexy quarterbacks that came out. I think buying him is better because people are worried about that. They're worried that someone's going to draft them, not realizing that they're going to get, you know, whatever. What did you say? The 19th pick? It's, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, cur- they're currently. So, you know, the, the website that I use just because it has an accurate draft order and it has a uh, it has a mock draft, so I like looking that over. Currently, they have uh, they have them taking Gross Mateos, the edge rusher out of Penn State at nineteen. So I don't know that that's necessarily going to be who they they take at nineteen. But by that point, there are already a, per this mock draft, there are already four QBs off the board. Yeah, and I just I got a hard. They're going to give him the go, and he's been good, like you said. You know, he's probably got a short leash, not, you know, a long-term guy unless he continues what he's doing. But I think that is beneficial to people for buying him because his production has outweighed that stuff. So I, I think he's a good buy. And as far as Cam Newton goes, yeah, you're holding. Maybe somebody, I don't I don't really know who signs him. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati's going to be bad. They're going to have a spot at a, a quarterback. Maybe, you know, someone gets hurt for the rest of the season and someone scoops cam but i got a great one for you next year in free agency shoot phil rivers is okay. a is an is an unrestricted free agent when the season over is over he he still has his family residing in uh san diego he's never actually moved to la um can you see them re-signing him i mean there, there's going to be a lot of teams that don't get the quarterback of the future in this upcoming draft class and guys like Andy Dalton, a guy guy like Cam, uh, Nick Foles could be on the move if for what about, some. What about to like Denver? Doesn't that just no, seem like a no, John Elway type of move? No, because Denver's currently drafting, I think seventh overall, and they're going to be in the mix for one of the the top four QBs. I think that's why as soon as Drew Locke comes off of the IR, they're going to start running him out there. They have to see what they have in him. They've got to get a few live rounds. Uh, under his belt to see what they've got before making that decision. Because I think a lot of teams, I think Mike Holtz are going to give Jacoby Brissett all of 2020. Uh, I, I think that I agree. Uh, there, there's going to be, you know, we talked about another team uh, like that. I think Tannehill's going to resign for one year. And maybe what about the Bears? The, the, the Bears, um, I, the, the Buccaneers. 
there's a lot of teams that are going to be that if they don't get their quarterback of the future in this upcoming class, they're going to want a bridge guy. So if you want to know more about the my my, my QB thoughts and and where I think some of these things can land and why, it's over on the Patreon. I cut about a 40 minute promo just on QBs, but to keep it to Kyle Allen, I'm buying. I'm still buying for a second, and throwing it out there everywhere that I can. And uh, speaking of quarterbacks, cancel Movember at least in at least in Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew, his headband and mustache, heading back to the bench in favor of uh, Big Dick Nick Foles. Dun, dun, dun. They had to. Uh, th- th- this is a team that's four and five uh, in a division where the Colts and Houston are tied at the top of the division at five and three. Uh, they split the season series, if I remember correctly, with Houston. Uh, they have not played a game against the Colts yet. They've got two games against the Colts. And Gardner's been a fun story. He's put up some stats in in fantasy, but you don't pay a guy. I think it was two years, fifty four million dollars. Not to, no, I'm not saying that that you you throw Gardner away and that you ball him up in a heap and throw him in your trash can while shouting Kobe. Mm-hmm. But 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 you you leave him on the back end uh, of your dynasty roster and see what this see what this team does in the off season. Maybe they trade Nick Foles to a team like the Bears. Although hint hint back to the Patreon. The Bears are going to be real limited in what they can do this offseason because they've only got $13 million in cap space, no draft capital because they traded it all to get Khalil Mack. So, uh, sad note for the Bears fans, you're probably stuck with Truth Bisky at least through one more season uh, unless they pull off another major trade. But, yeah, Nick Nick Foles, you, you got, and same thing. you got to see what you got with Nick Foles. You, you, you've gotten to see some time with, with Gardner Minshew, so... Um, does this in any way, from a dynasty perspective, or even a Reeve Jaffer, Jerry, does this impact guys like uh, DJ Baby Chark, Leonard Fournette, um, guys like that? I, I, I don't think so. You know, I mean, Gardner Minshew clearly loved himself some DJ Chark, but I really think he's just the best option there, and that's why that was the case. I think Nick Foles is still going to do everything. I think it's. I, I don't think it negatively impacts anything. I think Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. I, you know, I know he has a cool mustache and he likes to wear the headband too. And the headband is always worth a few extra bonus points in the Twitterverse. Uh, but I think Nick Foles is better. I think it actually probably helps in the long run. Uh, just ask Baker Mayfield. Wacky headbands, wacky facial hair. Uh, not always a recipe for success in the NFL, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything with Gardner. Consider Gardner and Cam Minshew very much the same. You know what? They're like your Christmas lights. You've used them for the season. They're done for the most part. Pack them up, put them, put them in, the, in, the, in the attic, and roll them around because all these guys are going to have buzz. When, Jerry? Right around free agency time. Cam will more than likely get cut. Andy Dalton will more than likely get cut. And these guys will be floating around in the market. They'll re-sign on to a new team. And then guess what happens? The buzz builds. The hype builds. Um, they'll, be, they'll be fans and they'll be haters. And, and all these guys will get a new lease on life. But for the rest of 2019, don't sell off a guy that could be worth more soon. Uh, there's some quarterback news, uh, some running back news. Lev Bell went for an MRI. Turned out to be no big deal. Although he... Uh, he, he is scheduled to miss practice tomorrow. They picked up Josh Adams off of the waiver wire. Now, initially it was feared that the MRI results were not, not positive for Lev Bell and that it was a move to block the Miami Dolphins, who just had Mark Walton 
uh, suspended for four games. We'll get into that story in just a second. Uh, Jerry, any con concerns with Lev Bell, his knee, and his dynasty value? I mean, he is 27 on a bad team, bad O-line. What you got with Mr. Le'Veon Bell? Nothing with his knee. It did a little bit when I saw the MRI because I watched a lot of that game and I didn't really see where he got hit, but I could that could have just been a play I missed. Uh, but yeah, he's getting older and that team is Randy, like you said. God. Jesus. J Jerry, I, for all the good hits that I've had this year, and knock on wood, I, I've been very fortunate. I put in the work. I found the harder I work, the luckier I get. But man, I couldn't have missed that Jets call any worse than I did. And I'm not blaming it on the injury. I'm not blaming it on anything other than, than bad process. And it was a lesson learned. Um, we're going to do right and wrong and look back at it here in a little bit. But I will tell you this. I am done chasing uh, even talented players on bad rosters. It's just an exercise in futility. Um, you know, look no further than Cleveland. Look no further than the Jets. Look no further than, you know, any team, Washington Redskins. Poor front office, poor ownership group, poor head coach. It's not a recipe for fantasy success. Some guys can overcome it. The truly talented. I'll tell you, Andrew Luck did. When he first came to Indianapolis many years ago, he had to overcome, at the time, uh, and it's, it's no secret, dr drug and alcohol issues, ownership, uh, bad GM and Ryan Grigson, a nice guy, but a bad head coach in, in Chuck Pagano. And Andrew Luck only overcame it because he was Andrew freaking Luck. But it still took years off his life and years off his career. And, and, and unless you're drafting a transcendent talent like a Saquon Barkley at running back or Andrew Luck at quarterback – you're barking up the wrong tree. So lesson learned from me, no more chasing good players on bad teams uh, unless you just think they're the, the one-off special. Speaking of quarterbacks, Colts, and bad knees, that's what happened to my man Jacoby Brissett. Uh, tip of the cap to Cam Hayward because he bulldozed Ryan, not Ryan, excuse me, Quentin Nelson on that play, pushed him back into Jacoby. Looked like it was an ankle upon the initial rewatching of the play. But it ended up being an MCL sprain. It looked like, and, and he said he wanted to come back into that game. It's a very mild sprain. It's week to week. I would tell you not to count on Jacoby this week, which is fine. They're playing the Miami Dolphins at home. They're a 13.5-point favorite. Brian Hoyer is not going to light up the scoreboard or your fantasy box score, but he's a professional quarterback. He's got wins in this league, and he can certainly bridge this team to a one-week play. Uh, I know Zach Paschal. Had another touchdown last week. The only Colt that I'm starting this week is Marlon Mack. I'm going to start Marlon Mack. This is a Miami team for a quote-unquote team that is tanking. Um, this team plays hard, and they've got a plan. And I really like Ryan Flores, the coach of the Miami Dolphins. But but back to Jacoby, what are you doing with your Colts? You playing Ebron if you have to? Like, I've got to play him in a league because I've got a Hooper. I'm not Hooper. Um, I've got someone on by. I can't remember who. Week week ten, Bipocalypse is upon us. Uh, no, but that's because I don't love Eric Ebron. And as far as the Jacoby Brissett thing, you know, he he to what you said, he was standing on the sideline. He looked like he was ready. But it's Miami. Let him win. And Brian Hoyer, you know, like you said, was he's a pro. And he, he did okay in moving that offense after. He got down to the red zone, I think, three or four straight drives. He threw one god-awful interception into he, the end he zone. He did. But it, it, if you don't need that against Miami. You need a pulse. 
and probably cover Preston Williams. Preston Williams, I mean, he's on IR now, but oh my God, he broke my heart in one league. Preston Williams, man, come on. The guy had Darren Fells too, gets one catch for a touchdown. Not that I'm bitter, not bitter at all. I'm going to hit you with some some stats on my uh, DFS darling here in a bit, but a uh, b- bonus for you. Um, the last three weeks, weeks seven, eight, and nine, do you know who the QB8 overall is in fantasy? Uh, the giggle that you have in your voice is going to tell me it's someone I don't think it is. Spill the beans. Ryan the Beard fits magic. He Over the, the course of the last three weeks, he has been QB8. And the Colts, if you can beat the Colts defense, I tell you, you beat him in the air. You don't you don't beat them uh, on the ground. So a uh, little bonus if if you're desperate this week in a super flex or you're in a redraft and may, maybe you've got a Deshaun Watson out there, you could do a lot worse as a as a one week fill in than old Fitzmagic uh, at the <laughs> at, at the Indianapolis Colts. The thing about Fitzmagic is, listen, the beard works fine. He can pull the beard off just fine. But when he's got the chin strap on the beard and it's like coming out the top and out the side my man looks so goofy every time i see him that's what happens when you try to put 10 pounds of beard to five pound chin (laughs) strap all right speaking of miami we mentioned it earlier mark walton suspended four games for conduct uh detrimental to the league and drugs it's never a good combo uh you're a dope i i will say this i don't have a lot on this story i mean Mark Walton's been a sell ever since you know he got he this had start. A pulse. Well, he ever had a pulse. yeah, for for for, for a, a a glimmer of time, he had a little bit of a heartbeat. Uh, this is a team that's clearly going to address the the running back situation either in free agency or in the draft next year with all that draft capital Miami's been acquiring. Uh, but I will tell you this: uh, he's not my waiver wire darling this week, but or, uh, my waiver wire fine, my bargain bin guy, but Miles Gaskin. He might be out there on a uh, on a, a waiver wire in your league, and he's got a real opportunity at getting some snaps. I kind of liked him coming out of Washington last year. I do not like Kalen Balage, and and you shouldn't either. Uh, if I had to choose between the two, I would much rather take Gaskin and maybe wait two weeks and see what he can do as opposed to dare run Bellagio out there. Uh, I ain't mad at you. Uh, he, he was my bargain bin guy, him and uh, Patrick Laird. For the two guys from Miami Jerry, to foreshadow a little bit. Hashtag spoiler alert. All right, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to get... Uh, I, I liked Gaskin at Washington, too, for the record. He was a... I picked that man in the third round of rookie drafts. Whoops. Damn near uh, everywhere. Well, your shit may have just come in. <laughs> uh, as uh, Mark Walton's stash just came in. I uh, want to kick it over to Adam Thielen. Uh, uh. They, they, they did us so dirty. Active for the game, and this, but but this is a cautionary tale of starting guys, especially with soft tissue injuries. It does not take much to re-injure them. So I want to talk from a dynasty perspective. That's what we're trying to stick to more this year. Man, what are you doing with a 29-year-old, Jerry? Uh, I I don't I don't think he's on either one of our buy list tonight. Nope. We're going to recover some buys. No, absolutely not. I I mean I'm selling him, but I'm not selling him now. I I need him to come back. I need this injury to be over. And unfortunately. The thing about hamstrings is they're, I don't know, one of the worst things that can happen to a dynasty owner. ACL, you're out for, you know, a couple months, you know it. You know, those sorts of things happen. Hamstring, you don't know. Sometimes they tell you he's going to play. And sometimes he tweaks it on the first drive. And sometimes he gets you zero points, just like Adam Thielen did. So I, I am selling him. I am trying to get 
anything comparable. I, 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 it's a tough situation because when he plays, he's good. But Stefan Diggs has shown that he's pretty awesome. I know he he crapped the bed a little bit this week for you, but I I gotta sell Adam Thielen. He's twenty nine. He's ah uh, ah uh, that Jordy Nelson style just wonderful man that just comes out of nowhere and blows up and wins you fantasy leagues. But hammies are not something I deal with. That's an offense that's going to go through Dalvin cook for the foreseeable future. I'm good. I'm good on it. I I'm not mad at you. If you don't sell him, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying bail. I'm not bailing on him Uh, a couple weeks ago when you said cam wasn't going to play. And I said to bail on cam and that I was done with him totally. You know, I'm not doing that for Thielen, but, Randy, baby, come on. It, it, the The writing's getting there, and the fall off is real. And uh, but before I get into my next point on Mr. Thielen, I, I will say Irv Smith Jr. on the come. Uh, he, he's a guy that's firmly on my buy list. I'm not going to cover him tonight. But I will say this. Remember, Jerry, what do I always say when you're selling players? you got to put on your salesman cap, and, and, and you got to sell. Jerry, do you ever see me talking up my assets in a group chat or five? <laughs> Everybody in the damn group chats has seen you. I got screenshots. I got websites. I got tweets. I got Randy drawing pictures with crayons with the letters are backwards telling you to buy certain players. I mean, yes, s- s- you got to sell it. Certain things sell themselves. I mean, if you're selling Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey sells himself. But if you're trying to move an Adam Thielen at this point, you've got to put in the work. So what do you say? Hey, you go to Mr. Contender Man. You know, we're going next week we're going to talk about, you know, today we're talking about guys we're going to buy. This is where you're proactively. Remember that word, proactively. You're going to go to someone, you're going to look at their their wide receiver core and you're going to say, "Hey, listen. I'm willing to move Adam Thielen. I'm willing to move him maybe a little bit below market value. Maybe I'll give you a 10% discount because you're not going to get him in week 11. They're playing the Broncos, and then he's got a bye week. But let me tell you how this helps you. Remember, features tell, benefits sell. The benefit to you, Mr. Contender, is that in week 13, he plays the Seahawks, 27th ranked pass defense. In week 14, the first week of the fantasy playoffs, he plays Jerry's Lions, 29th against the wide receiver. There is a stinker in there against the Chargers, but it is outdoors in week 15, so that's a good thing. So you have to worry about snow or ice or whatever you might get in Chicago. And then week 16, he's at home against the Packers. So no real bad weather. That's a selling feature. Pretty good schedule, 320th or worse ranked out of the last four weeks. So that's what you're selling. You're not only selling selling a, a guy with a wide receiver one track record, you're selling a guy that can help you win in 2019. And sometimes people, Jerry, will just do silliness to win right now. We've seen it. I've, I've seen some crazy-ass stuff go over the last couple of days. Last thing I want to get to, because we're running the news just a hair long, we have some people that we're wanting to, to, to buy up. Uh, Kenyon Drake the Snake said right here on this very podcast last week that I was buying Drake the Snake. I know DJ's coming back, but... Uh, don't think we're going to see Chase Edmonds for a while. When a guy gets ruled out that quickly with a hamstring, we were just talking about Thielen's hamstring. Uh, I'm still buying. This is a guy who's got every reason to show out because I'll, just a quick reiteration from last week. He's got you know he's uh, got a game this week and a buy, so I believe he's got seven games left, and he has every intent to show out as much as he can because he's showing off what he can do for a team in 2020 free agent to be. I'm still buying for a third. I'm buying for a third this year. 
Worst case scenario, I'll do a 2019, excuse me, a 2020 and a 2021 third. Jerry, you in on that program? Uh, if he's that, if that's what you're getting. Uh, I've, that's the I cap. feel like after this week, though, people are, their nipples are so hard for them that they're just going to get too excited. That's when you chop down the value of the asset you're trying to buy. Yeah, yeah dude. DJ's coming back. That's when you put that sell hat on. That's right. David Johnson is coming back to that backfield. Don't tell me he's worth the first. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you're haggling, this is old school 1980s going to the used car lot buying in Dynasty. I, 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 I don't like paying retail for anything. You're just it's, slapping the roof. Uh, it's, this uh, bad boy's got all the goods you need. Low mileage, power steering, all that old school stuff. So listen, that's, a, that, that's some Dynasty news going on, things we want to talk about. Here's something. So we're going to scrap our normal segment here where we talk about stock up, stock, stock down because – Jerry, we're getting right around trade deadline time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a big advocate of trade deadline being right after week 13, uh, just before the fantasy playoffs. The Thursday, uh, just before kickoff, should be your trade deadline. Once the playoff starts, you know, you, you shouldn't have the option to make a huge monumental move that can change the course of the league. Because people will do, you think they do stupid stuff now? They'll do stuff. It's stupid stuff. Then we'll cover the trade deadline as we get closer. Jerry, who is your first guy you're buying? Uh, it's a little bit of a weird one, and it's not one that I'm super confident in, but I'm going to say A.J. Green just because I am a believer of talent. That Cincinnati offense is crap. That quarterback situation is probably crap. I just think A.J. Green is so down because of his injuries and because of his age and because of the team. I feel like if he hits... He is a league-winning flex play. It's risky. Don't get me wrong, because of everything that I said, and that was a lot of that was a lot of red flags. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like for the potential talent, the ceiling, the juice is worth the squeeze for AJ Green. And what are you paying? I, that, I mean, that's a good question. You're I'm, a contender. I'm not, you're, you're I'm a not contender. going to first. I'm not going to first. Because I, would slap I, I you. feel, yeah, I feel like it's the end of his time. But will I overpay in the sense of, you know, a wide receiver in a second? Yes, I will do that just to get a deal done. This is one of those situations where Randy, it, where people will do crazy things to win. I'm sort of one of those players. I'm just that, that type. I like the ship. Uh, so I, I'll overpay if I think he can get me over the top, and I feel like if he hits, he can get me over the top. I, I'm giving you that look, that what you talking about look, but that that's okay. Um, I, I'm also going wide receiver, and I'm uh, I'm going close to you in Honolulu Blue. I'm talking Mr. Marvin Jones. He's only 29. I think you can get a couple more seasons out of him. Um, I'm totally paying cool paying a contender's 2022. You know, pop pop quiz, Jerry. Uh, I think you're going to know the answer because I'm talking about Marvin Jones. But who's got more PPR points on the season? Is it Stefan Diggs or Marvin Jones? God, is it really Marvin Jones? It's Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, as we set today, is the wide receiver 14 in, in PPR. Now, he did have the blow-up week of, of 43 points, but he's had three games of 22 or more points, including the 43 point monster he's only had two of what i would consider really bad stinkers he had a 3.7 and a 6.2 he's always going to draw the number two cornerback because kenny g is always going to draw is always going to draw the the number one and he's got dome games in weeks 14 and 15 that always matters to me um 
you know, you don't want to be going into the fantasy playoffs and think back to a couple of years ago when the Colts played the Buffalo Bills and it was like snowpocalypse game and there was like no counting stats for, for fantasy. So for, for that reason, I am buying Marvin Jones. I'm paying a second. I, I, I think most non-contenders are going to take that and run. Um, I'm out kicking tires. I, I'm, I'm out kicking tires on this next guy. Now, per our friends over at the Dynasty Trade Calculator, Izzy and Mosier and J.P. Hurley, um, he, this guy right here is really worth a borderline anywhere from the one, the, the, the 2020, 110 to 202, depends on what you know, how, how you, your league f- format and setting. But Austin Eckler. So let me tell you about Mr. Austin Eckler. You know, Melvin Gordon just had a great, I guess, a great fantasy game. It wasn't a, what, no. No, awesome he got in the end zone a couple of times. He got in the end zone a couple of times. But, but let me break this down. Over the last three weeks with Melvin Gordon back, he's been the RB11 overall. Uh, over the last five weeks, that's when Melvin Gordon reported in first plate. He, he first reported five weeks ago. In the last five weeks, Austin Eckler is the RB10. They're both going to be free agents this offseason, and I'm telling you, Austin Eckler is much more likely to sign. I think, I think he's versatile. I think he's a more explosive, involved version of James White. And this is another guy. I, I just made this offer tonight in the UDPL. I, I, I sent the owner a, a couple of different trades. One of them was a I own the second of the team that currently would be picking 14th overall, and the owner's in a rebuild. And I, I'm all about that action. Um, I've, I've got a young team. I've, I've got my quarterbacks. Um, this is the kind of guy that I think can help me now and the kind of guy that can help me in the, in the, in the next couple of years. He's a, he's a young guy, um, big-time upside with Austin Eckler. For, so for that reason, I am buying Austin Eckler. I'm keeping it to a, a 2022nd. If someone wanted my 2021st, I want change. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, yeah. I, 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 I want, I'll send you my 2021st, and then fine. I'll give you Eckler. I'm sorry, I'll take Eckler in your second, and I'll send you my first and maybe another piece. We can hash that out. But I'm all about that accent. Jerry, give me your, give me your next two. Go ahead and wrap up your, your next two. I like your guys. You went you went the cheaper route. You're going with the uh, – you're, you're not giving up your assets. You're trying to win it, but you're not screwing your future up either. I'm, I'm going a little riskier with mine, my friend. Uh, mine's David Montgomery, and I know he's been so frustrating, and I know I'm a truther. And so maybe I'm just a a dope that's just a sucker. But this man is getting the workload. He's getting the the opportunities on the goal line. And the most important part is he's going to be the guy. And for the rest of the season, ready for this? He plays against the Detroit Lions twice. And here's the thing. Oh, wow, Jerry's going to crap on the Detroit Lions. That's nothing new. They are the 32nd run defense in the NFL. They are an embarrassment. If you look at every single running back this year, Randy, guess what? I looked it up. Every single running back, at least one running back on the team, has accumulated over 100 yards against the Detroit Lions. Now, uh, oh, excuse me, except for the Kansas City Chiefs. But... That was with Damian Williams out and Daryl Williams and LaShawn McCoy combined had over 150 cumulative yards. Um, Now the one week Aaron Jones was not good. Jamal Williams gets 100 yards. Josh Jacobs just went for 120. Saquon went for 140 or something. We see it over and over. Dalvin Cook, David Johnson, every single guy. And David Montgomery plays them twice. Now, every game except for the Rams in week 11 and the Lions piss poor team in week 13 in the dome. 
every other game will be in the cold, whether it's in Chicago, whether it's in Green Bay. Are you going to trust Mitchell Trubisky to throw it when it's cold, when it hurts to breathe? No, you're not. You're going to go slow. You're going to let your defense try and win you that game. And I think that is all the David Montgomery show. Has he been ugly? Oh, yes. But can he get you a win? Yes, he can. And if you're a contender, I will pay my contender first to get me over the top, get me a ship, and still have a starting running back. Because guess what? He's still going to be the starting running back next year. It's not an asset that is going to plummet immediately. Randy, give me something. Uh, I'm going to give you, you know, I call him David Montgomery for, for, for a reason. Um, I don't think he looks very good. I don't think this offense is very good. And that's fair. And, I, and I agree. I, I, I think that you're, you're buying a lot of hope and he falls in the end zone twice twice a game. You know, he, he might get 26 touches. He might get four. You never really know. His head coach is a flake. His quarterback is overwhelmed at this point, which is too bad. Which is too bad. I, I, I really think uh, Mitch Trubisky, is he an all-star? No, he's not. But if his head coach would actually tailor the offense to what he can do well, I mean, I got news for you. Mitch Trubisky's a bad passer, but he's not as bad as a passer as Lamar Jackson. The difference is, is that Lamar Jackson's head coach and coaching staff is putting him in a position to be successful. Coaching wins. Coaching matters so much. You know, the, the, the night that they drafted Lamar Jackson, they instantly started building the offense to, to put around him. They, they, they started drafting the offensive line. They drafted two tight ends. They, they had a vision of what they wanted to do, and the, and the Bears lacked that vision. So for that reason, I can't get on board. But I've destroyed your number two enough. Give us oh, your I, Oh, I'm going to defend him a little bit more. All Ready? right. Here we go. All right. So with the first-round pick, let's say you're a contender and you're trying to get over the top. You've got 8, 9, 10, 11th pick. What's the one thing we always talk about in rookie drafts? You draft running backs, you trade for wide receivers. If you're picking eight, nine, yeah, there's a lot of running backs. They are not going to be there at eight, nine, and 10. So you're going to be drafting a wide receiver with your first round that you can just as easily the next year trade for cheaper. All right. You you just allowed me to, to, to help bail you out of this horrible, horrible situation. You know what every league has? Almost what every, do they have? A Bears fan. Every league has a Bears fan. Every league has a Notre Dame fan. Every league has a Packers fan. That's, All things I hate. What that, a coincidence. That, that, that's just the way life works. So even if you buy David Montgomery now, you have a good chance of, of flipping him to said owner in the offseason. All right, number three, what you got? Mark Ingram. We're just we're going running backs galore. Listen, this dude had 140 total yards versus the New England Patriots on 17 touches. It, is he the next Frank Gore? I'm, I'm not going to go that far, but this is a dude that will not die. And here's my thing about him. Weeks 15 and 16 against the Jets and against the Browns. So if you are trying to win and you want a running back, that's not going to cost you a ton. Like, I'm not trading the first. Don't, don't get me wrong. But if you want to, we're going to throw two seconds out there. I'll give up two seconds from Mark Ingram pretty easily. Those are favorable playoff matchups, which is a huge determining factor for me. I don't know what it is. Once we get to trade deadline season, I I will take a loss in a trade to get the guys that have the good playoff matchups. I don't. It's like the one weird scheduling thing I have is always those. But then you know if they have a tough first round matchup and I lose, then I get pissed off. But totally irrelevant. I'm going to take Mark Ingram. That's you know running mobile quarterbacks do wonders 
for running backs. It makes the defense not look at them as much. And Mark Ingram has been good. And Mark Ingram is efficient. And that man can find the end zone. And if you can get 140 total yards versus the New England Patriots, my God, you there is not a defense that you are not able to do that against. Randy, crap on Mark Ingram and tell me who your third guy is so I can crap on him and return this favor. No, I'm not going to crap on Mark Ingram. I, I'm not a fan. Just You know what's I, gross? I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm a PPR. Three of my guys, I'm not really a fan of any of them either. I just like the spot they're in. But continue. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't see enough PPR love, which is why I love my, my third guy. And it's James White. If there is the Rodney Dangerfield of of PPR, I just I just envision James White in the locker room jerking around his necktie, going to get no respect, to get no respect around here. I mean, all the guy does this year. So his season low, his so he did miss a game uh, because of the birth of a child, but his season low is eleven point nine points. His season high is 16.4 and a lot of 13-point games in there. It's actually his average. It's the easiest 13 week, thirteen points you can per, put in your lineup each and every week. He's a great buy because he's on a buy. M- most of his owners absolutely hate him, and, 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 and I don't know why. I, maybe because he's a patriot. I Man. think your best, the best point you brought up was that he's on a buy. Buying people that are on buys is the best strategy you can have. And, and, and his role in this offense is not going anywhere. I mean, this guy has faded Sony. This guy has faded Rex Burkhead. Um, he was doing it with LeGarrette Blunt there. Do I think that he'll reach the heights of being an RB1, which he was last year? No, because I don't think the touchdown volume is going to be there. But you know what? I've always got room on my bench, a room in my room in my lineup, and room in my heart for a guy putting up 13 PPR points a week because – it's automatic. It's like investing. You know, you can you can make risky investments like Bitcoin and the latest IPA, um, excuse me, IPO. IPA is a beer. Uh, initial public offering. You can gamble on those kind of things, the new hotness. But there's something solid uh, about investing in Google, investing in Apple, investing in something that's going to give you a solid return. That's James White. Jerry, do you want to crap on James White? Nope, I got nothing for you. The mo- and it was funny that you said... Rodney Dangerfield, because the first word that popped up was disrespect. <laughs> so, you, no, so, so maybe some of the younger fans of the Dynasty yeah. Warzone don't. First of all, Google Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, he's since passed, but that man was a national treasure. Watch Caddyshack. He's but, a Caddyshack. But, Ca- Caddyshack. That's it, an American. It is an American classic. But I'll, I'll put it in the, some parlance that you younger folks can understand, and that is put some respect on his name when you say the name James White. Put some respect on my man's name, all right? So listen, before uh, before we go into uh, looking back at it and some other segments, we want to give a quick love, a little bit of love to our friends over at the Scouting Academy. Uh, let's check on that. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. All right. If you've ever been interested in 
scouting and looking at football from a different perspective, you might check out our friends over at the scoutingacademy.com. Uh, all right, one of my favorite segments. And guys, I'm going to go off on a tangent. So Jerry, you, you might want to go grab a soda, walk the dog, because I'm, I'm going to go off. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, go ahead. Uh, th- this is what I like to, like to call a classic Memphis heel turn. Perfect. I am sick to death of the transparency threat. I'm not going to curse because I know maybe you have little ones in the car. You're listening in the cubicle. You got the, uh, the, the Bible thumper, holy roller in the cubicle next to you. I don't want to create no headaches for you with your family or coworkers, but I am sick to death of the transparency thread. You know what? So many of us, like guys like me and Jerry and so many in this industry, we do this for free or very little. Does it even compensate us for our time? And you know what? I'll own where I miss it, but I'm not going to sit down and type out a dissertation because you know what I'm not doing? I'm not doing my goddamn research. I'm not studying. I'm not looking at stats. I'm not looking at Vegas. I'm not looking at trends. I'm not doing the things that I need to do to help you win. I'm not going to make you successful. I'm not going to make me successful by looking out the goddamn rearview mirror. This machine is only going in one direction, and it's going forward. So if I make a mistake, know that I'll own it, I'll wear it, And I'm working my ass off to get better. And the same goes for Jerry. And the same goes for anybody out there who's helping people with Dynasty, Redraft, DFS, or anything else. You know, if you expect us to be quote-unquote transparent about our messes, guess what? We all know about them. And I feel ten times worse about the call that I help you make versus the one that I make for myself. But I'm telling you right now, don't ask me to retweet a transparency thread. Don't ask me to take part in a transparency thread because they're BS. And I will say damn, but I will not say the the rest of that. So there's my rant on the God bless it transparency thread. Can this some bitch die and just move on? But I got to be transparent. I was dead wrong about Carson Wentz returning to his 2018. You should see the smirk this man has on his face right now. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Carson Wentz, not you know, he's fine. He's currently overall points. He's the QB nine, and in points per game, he's only QB thirteen. You know, I was really expecting, hey, another full year removed from the knee injury. Uh, we were expecting Deshaun Watson to actually play football for the Eagles. Uh, it, it's it's been an interesting season. I, I I but I was wrong. I was expecting top three or four. I was expecting him to be doing what Deshaun Watson's been doing right now. It's cool. You know what? He's got a bye this week, and then he's got a really tough matchup against the Patriots. But then after that, he plays three straight 20th or worse ranked pass defenses. He plays the Seahawks. He plays the Dolphins. He plays the Giants. He does play the Redskins, which currently are around 15. And then he ends the 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 fantasy Super Bowl week 16 with the Cowboys. So so good things ahead. But man, so far uh, he's been okay. But he's not what I propped him up to be in the off season. So so far I've been a little off on Mr. Wentz. What about you, Jerry? Give us a right or wrong. Uh, I'm gonna give you my wrong first. We'll just keep that one going. We'll keep that just that train just rolling. Uh, do you remember the? What I said about Josh Jacobs in the offseason, now you're going to have to go to May, you're going to have to go to June. I, I always called him one thing. I just want to see if you remember what it was. I do, but I have the unf- I have home field advantage. A, I've seen the show, Doc, and B, I, I know how you are. Uh, it wasn't a poop sandwich, though, so I'll tell him what it wasn't. So what, what did you call Josh Jacobs? I called him vanilla ice cream. 
I thought he was okay. You know, you're happy to get vanilla ice cream, but it does not, it does not excite you. That's wrong. Josh Jacobs is good. I was so wrong on that. Hey, hey Jerry. Uh, I mean, I, he did do it against the Lions, but he's done it all year and he's getting the workload. He's, he's been a dynamic guy and I've got to just, you know, there's, he left me a surprise in the vanilla ice cream. That's all I can say. You know, he's not, he's not moose tracks. Let's not get ourselves mm. twisted, but he's got, he's got like some peanut butter cups, maybe a little fudge chunks in there. The dude's good. The dude's going to be good for a while. He's, you, you you must not so so I got some advice for you. You ready? Shoot. Listen to the Dynasty War Zone. Cause I, I was trying to tell you that John Gruden knows how to use a rookie running back. Uh and, and I'll give John Gruden a little tip of the cap for the 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 Oakland offense in general. I think we were all taking turns beating up on John Gruden this offseason. And one thing that that you cannot quantify on a spreadsheet and with stats is relatability to players and being able to motivate players. And John Gruden is certainly doing that. When you watch them play, and I know you watched that game because I watched it too. It was on in my local market. And you know what I see when, when the Raiders are playing? I see a bunch of guys having fun. Even in the games that they're not winning, that, 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 that's, a, that's a team. So kudos to Mike Mayock and, and John Gruden for you know taking some gambles on guys like Vontes Perfect and, uh, and Antonio Brown. But you know what? In spite of losing those two veterans, and they're talented guys, you know they, they, they've built something special in Oakland. So I'm just giving you the business. I will say where I was right, and I can do this pretty quick. It was the Cam Newton thing. Yeah, that it, was it, it, honestly before you get going on this. The moment I got the update that said Cam Newton was on the IR, I I in my head I just go, "Damn it, Randy was right. Like he he's not playing." Yeah, it's it. It's just one of those things. It's it's sometimes it's just time to move on. We've all been in a relationship. We've all been in a work environment. I just did it after 16 years with a great company. I was like, it's just time to to move on. Nothing, no ill will. No, nothing, nothing bad. It's just it's ran its course. And I th- I, I just thought that was kind of what was going on with Cam and Carolina. Uh, we'll see. I, again, I mentioned earlier. I think that Kyle Allen is still a buy. I'm still giving a second of any proportion in a super flex for him. Uh, I think they'll bridge him and see what they got. I think they'll, 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 they'll want to see some Will Greer uh, in the off season and in the preseason program. I just don't think they're going to bring in anybody. Um, Cause if they, 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 if they wanted an aging veteran quarterback, they just keep cam for, for one more year. So um, not really much to, to talk about here other than that, but what, what, what were you right about Jerry? That DK Metcalf got drafted into the perfect situation. He was not a guy I was super high on. I had him at wide receiver four, as far as rookies were concerned, behind uh, including Hakeem Butler. That worked out great. Um, but the moment he ended up in Seattle, I loved it. He's just—he's a dude that can get downfield and make big plays, and Russell Wilson can create time to get there. He can get the ball there. I loved the spot. Now, yesterday or on Sunday, you know, he exploded. That was a, that was his first real true coming out. He's been good. You know, Tyler Lockett's always going to be the guy, you know, for now. Um, but yeah, DK Metcalf, uh, people loved hating DK Metcalf and the the victory circles that have been going around. is just y- y'all got to quit circle jerking so much. But 
Yeah. And you, you got to be careful because with, with him, it's been very much one week it's the penthouse and the next week yeah. it's the it's the it's the outhouse. So is is that going to level? And, and out? I think that's going to continue for a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but as I think if he ends up virtually anywhere else, I don't think we're talking about DK. We're talking about DK Metcalf. You know, like he's. I mean, Nikhil Harry's not playing, but you know, in that sort of aspect that he's not supremely fantasy relevant. Um, I just think with Russell Wilson locked in there, I, I think it's the perfect situation. I p- feel like that's going to be a perfect combo as it continues to grow. No, I, I, absolutely. And, and and I should have listened to the dynasty war zone when you were talking about him, because I was not sold on, on DK Metcalf. And it, it's funny. It reminds me of when people used to talk about Mike Tyson when he was boxing they were like he's only got two punches, and you know what? They both <laughs> they they both hurt like hell. So, yeah. So, so listen. D- so I I'm I'm a younger guy, but one day it was on ESPN. They were just playing old Mike Tyson uh, boxing matches, and it was the first time I ever got to actually watch him. And I know this has nothing to do with football, but goodness gracious, YouTube that man's fights. They, they must have played twelve fights in like sixteen minutes because he just <laughs> obliterated humans like they didn't exist. And and that's kind of how DK Metcalf, you know, plays. If you look at the the next gen stats, it shows the routes that he runs. It doesn't matter, you know what? He will grow if if he's going to make it to that elite wide receiver one for dynasty status. He's going to have to continue to develop and work yep. on his route tree. You know what? I think he's going to learn that he doesn't have to be as jacked up of a of a muscle dude. We can get that guy in a yoga class, get some flexibility for him. Uh, he's he's got a great teammate in Tyler Lockett. I'm sure they've got a wide receiver coach. He will be a guy who will continue to grow. And Jerry, you do know how I love a good segue, and I'm going to segue here in just a second. Uh, but first, I want to do a quick live read for our friends over at Draft. Head over to draft.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and when you enter in the promo code DWZ Draft upon deposit, you get a free three dollar coupon to use in the contest of your choice. You know, they'll have, they just had golf with uh, Tiger Woods, uh, won a tournament a couple weeks ago. Um, UFC, uh, basketball is started back up, hockey, uh, baseball just ended. Uh, obviously, football, we love that. So there's a lot going on. But again, head over to, dyna- head over to draft.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and get that free $3 coupon toward the, uh, the contest of your choosing. So we were just talking about Seattle and what a uh, pass-friendly and fantasy-friendly offense that uh, that they got going on there, right, Jerry? Yes. You know, you know who my bargain bin guy is. Who is it? Jacob Hollister. You know, I, I, I don't think Will Disley was the world's best athlete. A few years ago, Russell Wilson was playing with what I like to affectionately call the corpse of Jimmy Graham. It doesn't matter. Russell Wilson, due to his scrambling ability and ability to extend plays, is going to make whoever is on the field relevant. We were just talking about DK Metcalf. Do I think DK Metcalf is talented? Well, sure he's talented. Do I think he's athletically gifted? 100%. But a lot of this has to do with the fact that you're just partnered up with a guy named Russell Wilson, and it doesn't hurt that the defense is bad because when the defense is bad, they got to put points on the board. And when they got to put points on the board, weird, weird undrafted guys like Jacob Hollister and Will Disley can make things happen. I, I always do a deep dive into my nine dynasty leagues. Jacob Hollister was available in eight of nine, and I play a lot of tight end premium. So if your waiver wires haven't ran, 
jump in the waiver wire, try to get you a little Jacob Hollister, not to be confused with Jacob Abercrombie. Jerry, what do you got? That was a that was a retail joke, Jerry. Yeah, that was that wasn't bad. I wasn't sure where you were going with it. I knew it was I knew something was coming. Uh we talked about my guys earlier, just those the guys in Miami that are not Kalen Balaj, because Kalen Balaj is not excellent. And if you are forced to start Kalen Balaj on your fantasy team, you have a bad fantasy team. Uh, so I, I went with Patrick Laird or Miles Gaskin. Both guys going to be available. I prefer Miles Gaskin, preferably. Uh, we mentioned it earlier why he, he was a good kid. He's young. He's uh, He was great at Washington, super productive, I think, for four years. Don't entirely quote me on that. I know he was a starter for a while. Good. And if any one of them shows anything at all, they will be the starter for the rest of the season. So Pat, Patrick Laird or Miles Gaskin. Uh, I, I don't hate it. We're going to pick up the pace on this a little bit. Um, overreaction theater, uh, Jimmy GQ's big game in Arizona. He, he did pretty darn good. Um, I've not been the biggest Jimmy G believer. He had his best game of the season, uh, almost 30 fantasy points, depends on your league's scoring format. But, you know, I, I, I'm not swayed. This is a guy who's averaging 40, 14 points a game so far. He's barely a QB2. Uh, he's only had one other game so far this season, over 20 points for fantasy. And this is a guy who's had two games at seven points or less. So Jimmy G is a boom-bust wide receiver, too. Can he win you a week? Sure. But don't overreact to the four touchdown games against the abysmal defense that made uh, that made Lamar Jackson look like Dan Marino. Jerry, what are your overreacting? Uh, I am not overreacting to Kenyon Drake uh, in his big game. For all the reasons we mentioned earlier, David Johnson is going to come back. He's not going to get this super workload. Kenyon Drake is a good buy for the reasons that – you said that he's going to be a free agent and he should get a spot. Um, I really don't think it's going to be in Arizona. I cannot imagine they would bring him back while still having DJ under contract. So I'm not overreacting to that situation in terms of, you know, redraft or thinking he's going to be an asset for the remainder of the year. I think he'll have a role, but as far as if you're starting Kenya Drake in your lineups in the championship, I got a hard time feeling like you're that's a plus matchup compared to the other flex or RB2 that you're going against. All right, Jerry. So so one thing and I, I will uh, I will take a little uh, a little little pulse of the dynasty war zone. So I really want to get in so with the Vegas slant we're getting ready to jump into that, but I, I really want to do some Vegas props. So I may depends on if the people want it, I may jump on with Jerry or some random guests to uh, talk about some player props. I was able to get the, those tend to drop on Friday or Saturday because obviously they've got to see, um, you know, the, 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 the health report of every team. You know, you can't put out an over and under on, on a guy and have him wind up being limited. If you'd have taken the under on the Adam Thielen prop bets this week and you did okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but and, and I believe my understanding, you, you would have won because a player actually has to suit up and start the game. So, that's why those come out late, but it's something I'd like to do. I, I really enjoy seeing what Vegas has to say about these things. And uh, so the first game we want to talk about is this Thursday night game, Oakland at home, uh, getting a point from the Chargers. Chargers coming off their uh, arguably best game of the weekend, excuse me, best game of the year, beating up on the Green Bay, the 7-1 Green Bay Packers a little bit. 
48.5 point over and under. So Vegas is expecting around 7 TDs. I, I think if I were betting this, I would bet the under because Thursday night games tend to be a little defensive. And uh, the defense for the Chargers looked really good. But it is in the black hole. And, I, you know, I, I'm going to fire up Carr and Jacobs and Waller. Uh, Tyrell Williams, but I think that's it. I'm not going to gamble on any Hunter Renfro or anyone else on the Chargers side. I mean, you roll, roll your normal Chargers. Eckler, Gordon, Rivers, Hunter Henry, Williams. If you, I, I'm not sold on Williams, but he, he had some nice games. They just fired their OC. Uh, Jerry, did I miss anybody this game? Anybody you want to talk about in particular? Nope. And uh, I... I don't know about the under. I th- I think I like this game. I think uh, I think Oakland is going to have a little bit more momentum. Plus, they'll be at home. I think they're five hundred now. Uh, that I is think correct. Four and, four, maybe four, four, four and three. Four and four. Four and four. Yeah. So uh, I, they really. I feel like they really. I don't have a pulse on the West Coast, but I feel like they feel like they have some momentum. I think they're going to perform. I think that's going to be a good game. Old momentum. All right. The next game we want to talk about is Arizona at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay giving up four and a half points on a fifty-one and a half point over and under. So you're talking, you're talking just over seven touchdowns. Uh, both I'm taking the, the over too. I, I man, I I think you have to. These are two good offenses and two poop sandwich defenses. Um, I, I, where, where's our buddy Kyle to fire him up uh, from the fellas with the, with the stardom all blanket? Uh, Ronald Jones out snapped Peyton Barber twenty to four. On Sunday, so I, I feel safe saying start Peyton Barber, uh, Jameis. He's gonna he's gonna throw some interceptions. He's gonna throw some. He's gonna fumble the ball. That's what he does. But he's also gonna throw touchdowns. You know, Godwin. Uh, I'm still not playing OJ Howard. You got to earn your way back into my heart. Yeah, I Cam- agree with you. C- Cameron Brait the same way. You guys are heartbreakers and season takers. So I'm uh, I'm off those two. Uh, Arizona side. Uh, David Johnson. I'm playing. I'm playing Johnson and Drake and Kyler, and man, and that's it. I, you know, maybe what, what, Darren Fells if you're so desperate. I I I, I thought Fells Fells is Texans, you knucklehead. Um, oh you, yeah, you're, sorry. You're, yeah, you're, you're stupid. Yeah, you're good. Um, Did he used to play there? Is that why I just got uh, D- D- Darren D- Darren Fells? If you stick around long enough, he'll play for all 32 teams. <laughs> uh, but but I I can't advocate Larry Fitzgerald. I think Christian Kirk. I think you have to. He had kind of a stinker last week, but it, 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 I, I don't. I can't trust him either. Well, but in a, in a week with six teams on by, including yeah, yeah you know, fair, including some pretty potent offenses, you may not have a better choice. But um, just know it's boom bust. Christian Kirk can win you the week, and Christian Kirk could be a poop sandwich in your lineup. This next one, this is one of my favorite games of the year. I don't understand the line, and I would be betting the under. Atlanta at New Orleans, and I know that New Orleans defense has uh, been good, but Atlanta coming off of the bye. New Orleans, 13-and-a-half home point favorite, 51-and-a-half point over and under. This is the uh, wrap them all in the uh, security blanket uh, of uh, you're firing up everybody. Uh, if Traquan Smith's healthy, you can fire that dude up. I'm not afraid to start Jared Cook if he's healthy. Uh, Atlanta, Ridley, uh, Jones. Hooper, Freeman. I mean, just 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 get everybody out there. Everybody Ch- check practice reports on Edo because he had the neck and the concussion thing. I, it's obviously, you know, Wednesday as we speak. So follow practice reports. But is there anyone you're not playing in that game? I mean, Edo if he does play. But other than that, give me everybody. All always a fun watch. Anytime Atlanta and New Orleans lock horns. 
throw the point spread out the window. It's a divisional game. Uh, if you're betting, if you're betting, don't throw the point spread out the window. Listen to our friends uh, over at Straight Out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio, and uh, th- they'll they'll give you that Vegas gambling lean. All right, the first game we're going to fade is going to be right here in my backyard. Miami comes a call into the Colts minus ten and a half. I find that to be a very aggressive line, even with Brian Hoyer under center. Um, 43 and a half point over and under. That's about six touchdowns. When you, you factor that out, they're expecting the Colts to score around 24 to 27 and, uh, the, the Dolphins to score around 21. I know from a Colts fan perspective, I'm playing Marlon Mack. You may have to play Hoyer in a, in a super flex because, uh, of injury and six teams out on by, including Brady and Wentz and several other starters, but I'm trying to fade this game. With all all of my might. What about Fitz Magic? You uh, you rolling some Fitz Magic? We just talked no. about how good he's been the last three weeks. No, I'm good on that. Uh, I, honestly, the only guy in Miami I'm starting, if I'm so so desperate, is Devonte Parker. Four touchdowns the last five games. I mean, we can we can crap on that man all he wants, but if you're gonna at least get me in the last three games, I'm pretty sure he's had at least kept the yards. So. As un uncool as it is in the community to talk uh, about Devontae Parker, the man's been getting you some points if you played him. Devontae Parker was Corey Davis before Corey Davis, mister. <laughs> oh, God, put that on a T-shirt. That should be a Dynasty Warzone T-shirt. Hey, man, that, that that's finally in the works. We'll talk off air. All right, the next game. So we just we Don't just we, we just bashed my Indianapolis Colts. Let's bash your Detroit Lions. <laughs> Easy to do. They're they're on the road facing the Bears. Another head scratcher of a line. The Bears laying two and a half on a forty-two point over and under. You divide that by seven. Pr- pretty cut and dry. Six TDs. Um, I'm rolling out Matthew Stafford. And you know what? A- after doing the research into Marvin Jones when I was looking to buy him. Bye week, no bye week. Bears defense, no Bears defense. You got to put this guy in in your lineup and just take your lumps as a wide receiver three. Um, you probably don't. You some some dynasty rosters are pretty stacked out there, but with with six teams on bye, you probably don't have a better option. I'm not playing any any Detroit running backs. It's it's for me. It's it's Stafford, Kenny G. Marvin Jones. I still don't trust Hawkinson. Probably be a lot of block. Oh. Probably be a yeah, lot he, of block. He's probably not going to be in. He's probably going to be out for the concussion. Oh, I, I did not realize he was concussed. I, I I don't know if it's been official, but he he was out for the last play when they choked away that game last week. Uh, so I, uh, I, I don't in classic think he's Detroit play. fashion. But yeah, if if he does play, I could see a lot of chipping uh, against Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack. So um, yeah, and on the Bear side, uh, I guess Jerry's going to tell you to start Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you got to roll Allen Robinson, but between the play of Mitch Trubisky and the play of Darius Slay, I can exactly. It, it's, it's, it's you know it's you know who's going to blow up this game is someone like Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel, who's going to have some bum guarding him, been is going to just break your heart. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's hard because even even on top of the stinker last week, one for six yards, you know. Robinson's still like the the wide receiver 15 or 16 overall. He's right there in that Marvin Jones range. It's really hard for me to sit here and tell you, hey, you got to bench Allen Robinson. Yeah. Just, I, I like to Slay's use Slay's a tough matchup. Slay's a tough matchup and temper those expectations. <laughs> the last game, my God, is a good old JR used to say, this one's bowling shoe ugly. It's the Buffalo Bills. At the Cleveland Browns and another head scratcher of the line. That's an awesome line. Uh, bowling shoe ugly. We'll put we'll put that on a t-shirt. Uh, here, here's another head here's another head scratcher of a line for you. 
I still have one of your lines written down on this paper in front of me. <laughs> Ugly as homemade soup. Soap. Soap. Awesome. My, my dad used to say that. I think it must be a southern thing. We'll slap. We'll, we'll come out with a Memphisisms t-shirt. But anyway. I have them written down. So we I can. know you do. My coworkers do too. Uh, Buffalo at Cleveland. How in the blue hell is Cleveland giving anybody points? Yeah, I don't know. So this is currently a playoff team. I believe they're 6-2. and two. Yep. Uh, and Cleveland's going to – I don't normally advocate gambling here in the Dynasty Warzone, but give me Buffalo and them points. 40-point uh, over and under. Uh, with that Buffalo defense, I think I think it's going to be a, an ugly one. It's an ugly game for Odell Beckham. He's not been playing well anyway. He gets a shadow matchup in Tredavious White. i tell you who I'm playing. I'm playing the guy with the most PPR points in, in Cleveland. That's Jarvis Landry. I can advocate. I can advocate. Easy for me to say. I can advocate Landry as a wide receiver three. And yes, you're starting Beckham. Temper those expectations. You're starting Nick Chubb. You're not starting Baker Mayfield unless you're absolutely desperate in a super flex. And I just want to talk about this next guy for just a quick second because we've only got one segment to go. Kareem Hunt. I want you to do your own research because I don't have time because we're running out of it. Uh, go back and look at what Kareem Hunt contributed to. Patrick Mahomes, 2018 MVP season, uh, a huge, a huge contributor, a huge pass blocker, and you know what? He is going to be the fly in the ointment for Nick Chubb owners. This guy is a better pass catcher than Chubb. He's a better rusher than Dontrell Hilliard, and he is going to be mixed in. And as this offense sees the usage that they can get out of Kareem Hunt, He's going to cut in. Freddie Kitchens has already said he's got a workload share. Um, but that's my Cleveland take. Would I play Hunt in week one? You may have to with some injuries or maybe as like a desperate flex. Uh, that's okay. He's probably going to get a little PPR work. Remember, he's six weeks removed from sports hernia surgery. But I'm telling you, this is a guy to keep an eye on. Impromptu buy. I, I love me some cream hunt. Jerry knows this. And then on the Buffalo side, just real quick, it's Devin Singletary season. Fire that man up. Josh Allen. You don't have to watch it to enjoy the 20 you know, fantasy points he gives you each and every you, week. You don't want to watch it. Man, I, I don't. I just use the ESPN app, so I, like, I, I watch one game, and I'll flip to the ESPN app, and when I'm done at the end of the day... And I you're get, like, hey, he's got 19.6, He's got, cool. got 19.9 points again. Don't know how he did it. Don't really care. It's, uh, it's as long as it's there each and every week. So uh, that's what we have from Vegas. I'm going to try to, I've, I'm, you know... I don't want to overcommit. So how about this? If you wake up on Friday or Saturday morning and there's a bonus Dynasty War Zone in your queue, enjoy it. We're probably talking about Vegas prop bets. All right, real quick, the DFS darling. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going right back to my guys. And guys, I, I do what I say I do. I said I'm acquiring Ryan Tannehill. I'm using Ryan Tannehill. I'm actually starting him uh, in two leagues this week um, because Ryan Tannehill, league saver. Whoever thought we'd have to say that in DraftKings this week, he is their QB twenty. He's a hundred bucks. He's a hundred bucks more than Baker Mayfield. He's fifty one hundred bucks. He is playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is the seventh best matchup for QBs this year. And like I mentioned earlier, over the last five, oh, excuse me, over the last three weeks, when he became the starter, he was officially named the starter in week seven. Since then. He has been the QB5 overall in fantasy scoring. Let that sink in for a second. Uh, love the matchup. Think they're going to be behind. I actually kind of hate it for Derrick Henry. And who am I pairing him with? I'm pairing him with Jonu Smith. 
currently tight end 16 on the board for DraftKings. Uh, he's been the tight end eight over the last three weeks or since the combination of Delaney Walker not being 100% healthy and Tannehill taking over. He's averaged 11.3 points in that time. And, uh, you know, that would be more than three times his salary or right at three times his salary and making him a play. And let's be honest, if you're playing DFS, you got to cut corners at QB and tight end if you want to cram McCaffrey and Barkley in your running back spot. So, Jerry, what do you got for us? You know what I got? I have a, my certain oh, choice. I, I was going to say flat feet. No, <laughs> I do have flat feet. Uh, my certain choice, one of my choices next week for look back at it, will be David Montgomery. Will it be right? Will it be wrong? That is to be decided. David Montgomery, RB22, 5,300. What I wrote on the show, Doc, was it feels a little like trusting Corey Davis, but the Lions have been so bad against running backs. There is no exceptions. Throughout the season, running backs have torched the Detroit Lions, and I know you live in the Midwest, and I live in the Midwest, and it's getting cold. And when that kind of stuff happens, you play it safe, you run the ball, you try to hold on. And when they have a good defense like they do, and you don't want Mitchell Trubisky to cost you, you're going to just give it to David Montgomery. And at RB22, and a baseline, every single running back through the season has accumulated at least 100 yards against the Detroit Lions. If I can guarantee that, which I almost certainly can give me David Montgomery and hopefully Randy, he will be my, my, uh, my right call and not my wrong call next year or next week. Cause I am putting my, all the chips in the pot and I've got pocket jacks and anyone that's ever played poker knows that pocket jacks is one of the scariest damn hands in the game. And that's what David Montgomery is. Pair of hooks in the tackle box is what what we call pocket jacks where I come from. Hooks in the tackle box uh, will cost you more money than they'll ever win you for all you uh, all you poker players. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I bet you didn't uh, think this was going to be the case. Well, you probably did. You're from Detroit. But the Bears and the Lions are playing for the auspicious title of the worst team in the NFC North. That's what's on the line in this game, mister. Well, listen, um, that's the show. Man, we're having a lot of fun right now, and we're trying to keep it dynasty, but there's a lot going on. we got some trade deadline stuff. Next week's show. So this week's show, we gave you six guys that were buying. We threw in a couple of extras, you know, um, you know, guys that we're looking to add. And I will tell you, uh, I will not mention the league owner's name, but if I get the deal done, I will black it out, and I will show you where I went out and acquired Austin Eckler. I can't. I can't acquire James White anywhere because I own him everywhere. I'll throw out another bonus real quick. Again, if you stuck around this long, Golden Tate. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on in New York right now, even for Saquon. He's not been exactly killing it. He's been okay. He's not been killing you, but he's not been what we would have hoped for. Do Golden Tate. All that dude's come back and has been, been the solid wide receiver two type PPR machine. Uh, kind of like Julian Edelman without the beard or uh, obnoxiousness. So that's what I got. Jerry, anything to take these people home? No, hopefully I'm mayor next episode. Um, so we're going to call that a to-be-continue. That's a cliffhanger. You'll have to tune back in for uh, for next week's show to see if Jerry uh, could beat the unopposed candidate in his hometown. But again, he's Jerry. I'm, with one vote. With one vote. 
He's Jerry at Jerry Send DFF on Twitter. I'm uh, at just at DFF Memphis. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. Rate and review the show. Leave us a five star on iTunes. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next week.